I'm David Bryan. And I'm Brenda Bryan. This is Renovation Made Right. If you're considering a remodeling project now or sometime in the future, Renovation Made Right is your single source to help guide you through getting the project you want and an experience that you'll enjoy. Renovation Made Right tackles topics that range from how to select the right project and contractor to tips on surviving the remodeling process to best practices for kitchen and bath design. We have over 30 years of experience in the industry and are owners of the well-established design-build remodeling company Black Dog Builders in Salem and Nashua, New Hampshire. We're sitting down with industry professionals to tap into their experiences and insights so we can equip you with the tools you need to make your own project a success. Welcome back to another episode of Renovation Made Right. I am David Bryan. And I am Brenda Bryan. My lovely co-host and partner in crime. That's me. All right. The abuser-in-chief. Yeah. <laughs> known to you. Yes. It's funny, you know, I was reading, we got, thank, first of all, thank you very much for listening, and uh, thank you for your comments and for your reviews and for your questions. And uh, I was looking at a review that we had on Spotify um, that said, uh, oh, Brenda is so funny, right? I, she's I hilarious, know. Right? <laughs> she ain't that funny. She just picks on me a lot. Right? But that's funny. Right. It's, not to me, it's no, not. It's, no, it is a little bit funny. Come on. Yeah. All right. Come so, on. I'm not going there. So, anyway. Uh, our topic today that we thought we were going <laughs> to, our topic today that we thought we were going to work on uh, and work through is, um, so we are, where are we right now? We are today as we're recording this, uh, we are looking at the 16th of June. June. Yep. Um, and in our part of the world, which is Southern New Hampshire, Northeastern Mass, Mass, a lot of the COVID-related restrictions have been lifted, mm-hmm. right? And we so get to go around without our masks on. Yeah. I know what if people you're fully look like. Hang on, if, if you're, you're fully, fully vaccinated, right? right? And yeah. I am. And, and we hope you all are too. Yes, we hope you all are. Yeah. Um, uh, it's really nice to see. I've been training with a trainer at the Y since November or October. And yesterday I just saw his face for the first time. Was it disappointing? or was No, it okay? no. I just was like, wow, I've seen your face. I <laughs> right. just, I had no idea what he looked like and from the from the eyes down. And I totally get that. And I've been having the same sort of revelation of people I haven't seen forever. Yeah. And, uh, and it feels really, really, really good to, nice. uh, to, to hug people and, and shake hands and see people again and yeah. see their smile and not just have to look at their eyes and try to figure out if they're smiling. Yeah, right? so, yeah. Um, but, but. Well, you know, you can figure that out, right? Because we were talking about this. It's a smile that doesn't go all the way up to your eyes. There's a smile that's like, you know, it's not a genuine smile. Right. Right? Right. So Good point. So even with a mask, you can tell when people are genuinely smiling. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, and uh, and so even though restrictions are lifting, and thank God that's the case, I'm very, very thankful that we seem to be making good inroads. I know there's other parts of the world that are still struggling massively, um, and, and even our part of the world here is still heavily impacted by COVID and will be for a while, I think, especially relative to our economy and relative to the marketplace, mm-hmm. right? So we thought we'd talk a little bit about um, post-pandemic challenges in remodeling or really sort of even tail-end pandemic challenges in remodeling and some of the things that you you as homeowners should be thinking about in the hiring process or even scoping your projects mm-hmm. and thinking about how you're going to do what you want to do. So I'm really fortunate. I uh, I do a bunch of consulting work for other remodeling companies. And so every two times a year, it gets me exposed to typically about 20 different companies across the country twice a year. I get to, I get to work with the homeowner, work with the business owners and understand what's going on like in a wide swath of the economy. Mm-hmm. Right. And 
Yeah, and, people from all over the country, which is great. Right. It does it give is. you a good a good viewpoint. Right. And it was interesting because like when two thousand and eight happened, the recession happened, it didn't happen universally. It happened for a lot of places, but there were some markets that actually were relatively unaffected. Mm-hmm. Interestingly enough, and some companies that actually were relatively unaffected. Um, however, what I'm here what I'm seeing here is like you know that expression a rising tide uh, lifts all boats. Boats, right. right. And that's what I'm seeing here because, like, in the last meeting I had, which was this spring, with 20 different companies, every single company was was really busy. Really busy. Really busy, right? Which brings its own challenges, which is what we're talking about today. Exactly, right? Yeah. And so, so that's the question of, of good companies or already good companies now trying to figure out what do we do with this opportunity? Right. Right? And how do we... How do we make consumers happy and, in the process, not make them unhappy? Right. right. And, and yeah, it's, it's and a can, challenge. And candidly, make money. Right. Right. And so a modeling contract. And what about if a modeling contractor was, was the, in the previous year, they did $2 million of work. Mm-hmm. Right. That's a respectable size business right there. However, now, because of the marketplace, uh, all this new opportunity has come and it's knocking on their door. And the, they had to have the chance to not do $2 million of work, but holy cow, $4 million of work. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. So. And and remodeling is not the same as like a factory environment where you could actually just put another machine on the floor right. and turn and it on. increase your production. Right? right. And bang out some more widgets. Right. It doesn't work like that, right? There are a lot of constraints that exist. And there are a lot of companies that run well at $2 million because they have systems and procedures for $2 million mm-hmm. that are not the same systems and procedures that make $4 million work right. 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 So what does that mean to you as the homeowner? Right. And I, this is something that I know tons and tons of companies are working with and dealing with and struggling with. And different companies are going to do that at a different level. Mm-hmm. Some company, like if the owner is going 100 miles an hour and he can't take time out to take a breath and think, huh, are we doing this at the right way? They're just trying to go faster. Right. People are, something's going to go Something's wrong. going to go, right. right. Something's going to suffer. And so, you know, from my perspective, for you as homeowners, one of the things we want to talk about is what are, what's it, what's it okay to ask your contractor about to protect you, mm-hmm. right? Um, and I think one of the questions is, tell me about what's going on in your business and tell me how you guys are dealing with that. Right. Right. How are you adjusting? Right. right. And it's not just, so somebody may be great at $2 million and they're, and they know that they work great at $2 million. And so they might just have a lead time that just went really, really long. That right. might be something that you're dealing with. And right. so it may be that instead of getting this project done in the next six months, it's actually going to be a year and a half before right. you get it done because they cannot scale up and they know they can't scale up. Right. So that's kind of a good thing, even though it sounds like a terrible thing. I know. I totally agree. I think that's a really perceptive thing to say is that, is that um, and, and by the way, that's a, in many cases, that's a really mature choice, mm-hmm. right? Because the business owner is faced with this and said, well, holy cow, if I could, if I could do... Three million or four million dollars, I could make more money, right? Right, and and and. But then they also think, you know what? I'm not going to be able to do it efficiently, or I'm not going to be able to do it profitably, or I'm not going to be able to do it with right. customer service in mind. Well, so the good business owner says that, right? Right, the good business owner who obviously is the one you want to work with is thinking through that and saying, yeah, we're going to do more work this year, but we're going to do more work that only we can control at the level we want to control. Right. Right. And so I, so you as a homeowner, our, our listeners as homeowners, I think um, that could be an uncomfortable conversation to be able to sort of say, all right, I want to get a little bit into your business. I want to, I want to understand because, and I think that's completely fair game mm-hmm. for you to ask because you're making a choice to potentially do business with a company and that choice is impactful to you. Right. And, 
Um, I don't think there's anything wrong with getting a little personal, if you will, about their business right. and help them understand, help help you understand how they're addressing this weird market and mm-hmm. and, and how is that going to impact you? And, and Brent, I think you're spot on. I would have a lot of respect for the business owner that says, I'm terribly sorry, mm-hmm. but we can't do your project until next July. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and because the temptation is there to say, we'll squeeze it in. Right. We'll figure we'll it out. We'll figure it out. Right. But do they have the staffing? Do they have the people in place to actually make this happen? Right. Or are they just hiring anybody to do it? Right. And often the statement, we'll figure it out, it ends up resulting in pain and suffering for the person who they're figuring it out on. Right. Right. So that's the first thing is like, uh, I think, be comfortable to uh, to understand that there's a lot going on in the marketplace right now. And I think as you're, as you're screening contractors, and we've talked about, we've given you all kinds of tips and techniques in earlier shows about how to find the right contractor and screen them. The questions are different right now, um, and uh, and you can use many many of the same questions, but but working through um, the specific things that happen around around remodeling are really important. Another another good thing that's an issue, and, and you know about this now. I was just telling you earlier before this before the show. What's our lead time for cabinetry right now? Eighteen weeks, right? For one of our biggest, you know, the, the one of the biggest manufacturers that we use. Right. Eighteen weeks. So our yeah, our biggest cabinet uh, yeah six six to six eight. to eight. They, yeah. they varied from six to eight, and, right. and and you pretty consistently. Yeah, you could count on that six to eight, right? right? And and they have all pandemic long, and in fact, actually, this this their lead time changed twice in one week. It was seventeen weeks mm-hmm. earlier, and then a week later it went to eighteen weeks, right? Yep. So. As I'm seeing those kinds of things happen in our business, um, we have a bigger business. We have people that we can work with. They've got a lot of experience that have managed the stuff. We can think about this more proactively. But if I'm a smaller company and I'm running around 100 miles an hour trying to get this right, and all of a sudden my suppliers can't get me the stuff that I need, and I've already demoed your kitchen, mm. right? We got ourselves one hell of a problem, Yeah. right? So once again, you're talking with your contractors about how are they managing for these extended lead times? How are they handling uh, the way they run a project differently than they did before? Because they should be, by the way. Mm-hmm. They should be handling, they should be managing differently. Um, are they are they being as proactive to say, okay, you know what? Um, there are certain critical things in your project that unless we have them in our warehouse or unless we have them at your home, mm-hmm. we shouldn't start the project. Right. Right. Um, are they are they giving thought to that? Or, you know, and to what extent are they able to feel like, okay, the lead time's 18 weeks. I'm going to place my order on time to get the cabinetry 18 weeks later, and we'll schedule the project so that when the cabinets arrive, we're in the right place in the project, mm-hmm. right, for that to happen. So that's all part of that structure, right? Yeah. And all part of thinking through that. Um, and and how are they? How are they? Man- I, you got to ask those opening questions. How are they managing that? And and how are they dealing with that? Right. right. And so, how are they dealing with their subtrades? Right. Right. That's a good question because, frankly. You know, if your if your plumber is equally backed up and your electrician is equally backed up, how do they how do they move the project Probably along? Probably should use backed up with a plumber. That's kind of funny. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> um, but yeah, how are, and that's exactly right. How are they? Uh, because the, the rhythm to a remodeling project is that there's a very there's a very specific rhythm, right? And 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 certain things happen in certain orders, and it happens the same way on every project, right? Mm-hmm. And and as soon as one of those trades. Uh, pulls a no-show mm-hmm. because they're backed up too much, then the rhythm falls off for all the other, other trades. 
Right. right? And now your project's extending out in, in duration and things are getting missed and things are getting dropped and that's, that's a big problem. Right. Right. So ask, you know, knowing that maybe it's going to take longer for somebody to come to your project to, to work on it and then longer for the project because of some slowdowns, either whether it be material slowdowns or, or subcontractor slowdowns. Ask for honesty going right. into it from your remodeler, saying, yeah. listen, I know there's probably some struggles right now. Do, please don't tell me this is going to be a six-week uh, project if it's really going to be three months. Yeah. You know, it's better to go into it with, with expectations that are realistic. Yeah, setting accurate expectations, I think, is huge. And, and uh, you know, your contractor, if they're less mature and they're hungry for the work, they may have a tendency to want to tell you what they think you want to hear. Here, right. Not good. Even if it's not the truth. Right. right. Yeah. So, so let's talk about, uh, so, so um, um, cabinetry is not unique in having this long lead time problem. What else are we seeing out there that's long lead time problem related? Appliances. Big time. Mm. Right. Some of them are, are absurd. Right. Um, and we like actually, a, it's like ordering a car these days. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's amazing. Right. But there are ways we can work around that. So if we're, if we're doing a kitchen renovation, and let's say the kitchen renovation is scheduled for November, um, and you've gone out and, and the cabinets are on order, we're good to go, but your your appliance company has said, okay, we're not getting your appliance until you know February. That's actually not the end of the world, right? So how can we move the project? How can we help you accomplish your goals? Move the project forward. It may not be perfect. May not be totally as as sort of fluid as you'd like, but we can readily go ahead and renovate your kitchen. Put all the new cabinetry in, new countertops, get ready to go. And then as an example, we hold on to your old fridge and we slide the old fridge into the new hole into the new opening. And when the new fridge comes, we swap it out. Right. Not a big deal, right? Right. Same can be true of your dishwasher. What's it gonna cost? A hundred bucks to swap out your dishwasher when right. the new dishwasher comes? Right. But you got the project done, you know, you're able to get in the schedule, in the queue, move things forward, uh, and not hold up your entire renovation while you're waiting for your range. Right. Right. So, um, but again, that also these are not ideal. But you know, this is not been an ideal year or a few years. Right. It's not perfect, and uh, but it but it helps move the project forward, and it it's another reason why the the, sort of the advanced planning and open communication with everybody involved Mm -hmm. makes for a big difference. Yep, and honesty. Right. So let's talk about the cost of materials. Oh my lord! Because that's you know another big thing right now that people are struggling with the cost of lumber specifically. Yeah, and so that's really specific, right? Because there's some stuff that's really been pretty unaffected. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I shouldn't say unaffected. You know, we still get like our window company. uh, We do a lot of work with Pella. I think we just saw another three percent increase. I think it's actually the second three percent increase we've seen this year. Mm -hmm. Okay, but it's not. 30. Right. It's three. Right. Or it's four or it's whatever it is. It's not nuts. Mm-hmm. Okay. And and some of that's the suppliers passing. And we've seen that in our basement finishing business. There was a bunch of, of costs they passed on. And unfortunately, the other thing that's a problem is many of the manufacturers are passing on costs and they're doing it like immediately because they're getting hit right. with costs immediately. So in all, many other times we would get a heads up and say, hey, in about six months, we're going to have a price increase. Right. That would allow us to build that in so that when we place orders, we've already charged the right amount of money. Mm-hmm. Now that's not actually happening. Mm-hmm. So the contractor is getting squeezed and that's just that it is what it is. Right. Nothing you can do about that. However, um, there's some materials that's actually not affected. Like, like um Exterior trim, that's that's PVC trim, mm-hmm. like uh, that's, uh, which we use a lot of that. Um, and it's, uh, you know, manufacturer-wise, one of the mains we use a lot is, uh, names we use a lot is called AZEC, mm-hmm. right? Um, PVC trim is probably only about 10% more than it was before the pandemic. Mm-hmm. That's not crazy. Uh, lumber 
is 280% more yeah, than the insane. pandemic. Right? That's, yeah. that's uh, you and I were at Home Depot a couple weeks ago, and I saw a sheet of plywood for 80 bucks. OSB. OSB, OSB, no less, which is really yeah. like bottom of the barrel crap. Right, right. Yeah. Pardon my language. <laughs> um, but that's... Uh, that's uh, stunning to me. By the way, right? we got points on our on our podcast for for clean language. I'm sorry, you're right. And and, and I'm not. My point is, is crap is as bad as it gets on here. Then we're doing pretty well. I'm just saying. Yes. I have a potty mouth. <laughs> you do have a I potty do, mouth. I do. So yes, I'm, I do. keep it clean. And here. we appreciate that Thank so you. much. Thank, Thank you. you. I tried it. Uh, I know that takes a lot of self restraint. It <laughs> so does. So um, so at any rate. Uh, when you see a sheet of material that normally would sell for twelve or thirteen or fifteen dollars at eighty dollars, mm-hmm. that is stupid. I, I don't know what the right word is for that, right? It's a potty mouth word, right? It's a potty. <laughs> 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 um, however, I, I think what that means is you need to think seriously about the projects you're making and choices to do. If you have uh, ill parents and you're doing an in-law audition so your folks can move in and you can care for them, okay, I guess it doesn't much matter. you got to do it. Right. right, and you have to do it now. And you got to do it now. But if you're doing a family room audition and the family room audition would be just as well received by the family a year from now, you should wait Pro- for you a year. You should wait. And, right? and, and, and there's probably people who are like, oh, don't tell people to wait. This is a hot market. But the truth is it's almost too hot. And honestly, right. with the cost of materials, you should wait. Yeah, and and the, and the other thing is, you should you should be wanting to work with people who have enough integrity to say, I, I this is a great project for us. We'd love to do this project, but honestly, I think you you are doing yourself a disservice. You should do it in a year, yeah. right? Because by the way, here's the other thing. Um, I as you might expect, I've done some reading and some studying on the lumber market, right? Because it's a big impact to our business, mm-hmm. right? And how and what's what's happening. The interesting thing is, and I used to, th- I thought a lot of this was like Canadian tariff problems and stuff not getting across the border because of COVID. It's actually less about that. And it's just more about sheer production volume, right? So a lot of demand went up. And while demand went up, pande- the pandemic was happening and it was idling some lumber mills. Mm-hmm. And, then, uh, and then when the lumber mills decided to open back up, uh, because the government was subsidizing unemployment, it actually made, there were people working in lumber mills that were making more money not going to work. Mm-hmm. So the lumber mills were trying to open, and this is by, true of our cabinet shop, by the way, mm-hmm. right? The lumber mills were trying to open back up, and they were not staffing um, fully because people didn't want to come back to work, right? Mm-hmm. And and it actually has nothing to do with, do we have enough wood, right? We actually, in this country, in the U.S., we have a very significant timber supply. I didn't, I didn't know that either, right? And in fact, the government has incentivized farmers to not plant crops, but to plant timber, mm-hmm. right? And so there's plenty of harvestable timber, but we're having a hard time turning, turning it into usable lumber. And so relatively recently, the industry as a whole has been putting plants back online and building new plants so that at the end of this year, we will actually have like 25% more lumber capacity. Wow. Which is huge, right? Right. Which means within the next year or so, the prices are going to come back down. Right. And so that's what I read uh, probably about three months ago was this, the projection was within 12 months, lumber prices will come back down. And if you look at if you look at lumber prices historically over time, it's really been quite steady mm-hmm. uh, for the last 20 years or whatever. It's been quite steady. And mm-hmm. you see the occasional spike for whatever reason, uh, but by and large, pretty steady. Now... Do I do I know that it's going to come back down to what it was? I don't know. Mm-hmm. It actually, with twenty five percent more capacity, it could be a problem. We could have sort of like a sort of the boomerang effect to come down lower. Right. right? We we don't really know that. Wouldn't that be nice? But I just read an article in the Wall Street Journal talking about the fact that um, the futures market for lumber is dropping. And I, this doesn't surprise me, but I but apparently there have been companies or organizations who have been like hoarding lumber. 
right? <sighs> the hoarders. The lumber hoarders, which is which is pumping up this price yeah. artificially even yeah. more, right? right? So it's an example of bad stuff happening in the free marketplace, unfortunately, that's not as free as mm-hmm, it could be. Mm-hmm. Um, but those folks are not going to start dumping lumber. Right. The people that are hoarding, the, when they see the price coming down, they're going to dump it, going to cash out, and that's going to flood price the market more, more right, potentially. Yeah. So w- there's a lot of dynamics going on, but the long and the short of it is, if you can avoid, to, if you can, if you can afford to stage a project that's lumber intensive, which by the way, lots of remodeling projects aren't. Kitchen renovations, bathroom renovations, basement, those aren't lumber intensive renovations, right? right? Um, building a new structure from the ground up, that's where the lumber is, right. right? So if you can afford to stage it and do it next year, that's a wise consideration. Yep. Right. Yep. So. We uh, have got the uh, the timeout sign yes, from uh, like. from our amazing uh, Meryl. producer Meryl. Yes, she's and awesome, and she's also said, "Get the hell out of my room." That's about it. That's All about right. it. So, so we are renovation made right. I are. am Brenda Bryant, and I am David Bryant. Thanks for being with us. Thank you for listening. Be sure to check out the show notes on our website, renovationmaderight.com, and follow us on social media at Renovation Made Right. Don't forget to subscribe, and if you like the show, leave us a review.